0: Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
1: Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Make sure you tune in. You're listening to Real Authentic, Uncut, Keeping It Real All the Time Talk. If you're not following me on social media, you need to follow me. The Officer Tatum on all of my social media platforms, The Officer Tatum. Obviously, people that know me know that I'm a former police officer. I play college football at the U of A. So I have a lot of expertise. I've been around. I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas. So, you know, I got some context here. But let's talk about COVID-19. Let's talk about COVID-19 in Arizona specifically. Um, As of Thursday, there's about 1,500 or 15,000 cases of COVID-19, including 763 deaths. Now, as of today, I don't know. They could have gone up. But last Thursday, those are the numbers. And I, y'all know how I feel about this. Let me, let, me, let me go on and talk about Doug Ducey real quick, and then I'm going to give you my commentary on what I think about this whole COVID thing. And I think majority of the people who are probably listening to me agree with me. And if you don't, that's okay, too. Governor Doug Ducey says that although, you know, Arizona is, is going to continue, I don't know, indefinitely for the time being, in phase one of reopening, testing um, has gone down. A study from OH uh, Predictive Insight, which is a surveying company, they surveyed 600 Arizonans who are likely voters in this upcoming 2020 election. 52% of them said that we open too soon. 32% are probably like myself that say we're moving too slow. Let me say this. I personally believe that Doug Ducey, the president of the United States, all made the wrong decision by shutting the country down shutting the state down it was the wrong decision now in hindsight yeah people can make that prediction i like doug ducey i hate what he has done with this but i like doug ducey and i honestly believe that maybe he was acting in good faith just like president trump was acting in good faith they had bad information from the uh uh uh, organizations the cdc who foundation or whatever you want to call them the organization they they've had bad information and they disseminate that bad information i do not believe that this is making any difference with all these masks and uh, everybody putting glass up and all of these different things it's, what 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 difference is this making people are not doing any of this social distancing they they're not most people are not doing it me and my wife has gone to a, plenty of places I was even in the hospital in the emergency room the other day because I had gotten really dehydrated. I've been working out, haven't been acclimating to the, to the hotter weather. And while I was in the hospital, a doctor wasn't even wearing a mask. He came to me and said, guess how many COVID-19 patients I have seen. And this is a major hospital in the Valley. He said, zero. I've had zero COVID-19 patients. He said, do you know why some of these hospitals are, 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 are selecting or are, presumptive testing or with people who are, they're saying that they have COVID-19 even though they haven't been tested or they're saying they have COVID-19 or they die from COVID-19 because the hospitals get money for this. This is what a doctor told me. Then I know the—I know a individual, which I would not say their name, that that's a regional director of hospitals all over the state of Arizona and all over the world, but the state of Arizona and a couple other states, this person oversees hospitals. Told me that This person said they think it's all a hoax. Not necessarily that the virus is not real, but the outrage is not consistent. It appears to be similar to another strand of flu, not some deadly virus that's out here just killing people on a whim. And I want to say this because I know some people may disagree with me, but you have to do your research and think for yourself. These individuals, especially China, lied about COVID-19 they lied and said it was just animal to animal then they came out it was animal to human that was the only transmission they lied and said it was not human to human transmission why do they have only 3,500 deaths and this is the corridor this is the this is the 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 start of COVID-19 in Wuhan China why can we trust the numbers you know the World Health Organization lied They lied to us. They deceived us. I mean, I don't know if it was intentional or not. I think it's intentional. At least the president thinks it's intentional. A lot of other people do. But they completely lied. And then you go to the United States of America. We're lying. We're lying to our people. California, I mean, New York City has been caught fabricating numbers. They had over 4,000 deaths that they've added to their death toll. And none of those people were tested. COVID-19. The director of a lot of these hospitals here in the Phoenix Valley and in Arizona in general said that they don't even have to test. This is not something B. Tatum is making up. Y'all can look it up. They don't even have to test you to declare that you have COVID-19. They can do what they call presumptive testing, a presumptive diagnosis. They don't have to test you post-mortem. If you die, they can just say, This person had COVID-19. If you die with any suspicious symptoms, like if you died and you had a flu or you died and you had, uh, I don't know, pneumonia, they can say COVID-19. And they're going to get thousands and thousands of dollars for you and your deathbed. They're going to get ones for diagnosing people. It is a it has become a scam. We don't even know how many people actually have died. You look at the CDC website and you look at how many people have died from COVID-19. Last time I checked the CDC website, it said 35,000 people have died in the United States from COVID-19. And you and you look at the the, the statistics from the big wigs, the governors, the president, they're saying 60, 70,000, 80,000 people have died. It is a it is a hoax, ladies and gentlemen. The way that they're doing this to us is shameful. They got people walking around looking stupid at restaurants with masks on. I went to at least three or four restaurants. Me and the wife went to the resort, the Ritz Carlton in Tucson, and nobody wants to wear these masks. Every single person that we talked to said, this is ridiculous. I don't know why we're wearing these masks, but we have to do it anyway. Dude, you got people, me and my wife saw people, we, we stayed up, we were on like fourth floor, we could oversee the little hiking trail. You got people walking outside on a hike with masks on. What? Are masks going to do for you when you're out in the elements on a hike? The mask isn't to protect you from COVID-19. That 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 viruses go right through that mask like it's like it's not even there. That that virus will go through the mask. The mask is to mitigate you spitting or saliva or things like that um, spraying on other surfaces. Therefore, you'll get other people sick but people are walking around and driving in their car with a mask on. They have brainwashed us and tricked us. And I think that it's going to come out later on. Why? But ladies and gentlemen, we should not be at the house sitting around all day, not building our immune system, not getting exercise. People are gaining weight. People are killing each other. I, I, every time I, I look at the little news break app that I have, it's a murder suicide, a murder. We just had this, this kid that considers himself an incel Trying to kill people at a at, at, uh, uh, out there in Glendale, people are losing their minds, beating their kids, killing their kids. They're going crazy. I have personally experienced people on my store; they're losing their minds. This is a scam. I want my money back. I want. It's like a COVID nineteen. Like, there's a delay in shipping. Ah, I, these people are going crazy, and, and it's because people are cooped up in the house. They're uncertain about their future. They lost their job, some of them lost their livelihoods, people still ain't got the stimulus check. Some people have gotten they blown through it. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. The cure cannot be worse than the problem. I'll say this again, and I'm and I got like 30 seconds. In 2018, 80,000 Americans died, almost a million Americans were hospitalized. We didn't even shut down a corner store. And you're talking about we're looking at less numbers than in 2018, and they had a they had a vaccine for the flu in 2018. And now they want you to sit in your house all day long until they have a cure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, they're never going to find a cure. And places like California and some of these left-leaning states are going to keep you shut down so they can destroy the economy and that President Trump can look bad so they can win the election. you listen to The Brandon Tatum Show. Catch me after the break.
0: Brandon Tatum, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Tatum KTAR News 92 3 FM want,
1: want, welcome back to the Brandon Tatum show every Saturday at 6pm do not miss the show follow me on my social media platforms at the officer Tatum the officer Tatum and visit my store the officer the officer um let's talk about President Trump le- legitimately destroying all of these quote-unquote health professionals that tried to deceive the people by saying hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. And I, I don't know if you guys have been on the internet, you've watched these doctors come out, whom they've banned from social media, that came out and said that they have used hydroxychloroquine and z on all of their clients and they have recovered at 100%. Tons of doctors in New York City has done it, people all over the country has done it, and now President Trump has said that he has been um, with the advice of his doctor using hydroxychloroquine and I guarantee you it's hydroxychloroquine and z Now a study and I can't I, I don't know if this is validated or not but I'm just going off of what they said originally on their study. Columbia University um, conducted a study of about fifteen, of 1,400 patients and they said that, that they were treated with hydroxychloroquine and had little to no effect on COVID-19 patients or had no effect on the COVID-19. Now hydroxychloroquine alone Nobody's saying that hydroxychloroquine alone is the answer. Nobody's even treating their patients with just hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine is what opens you up, and the Z Pack is what pretty much fills your system. You can't, and, and, and a doctor explained it like this it, hydroxychloroquine is the gun, and the Z Pack is the bullets. You can have a gun, you have no bullets, it's not gonna be effective. So, hydroxychloroquine in and of itself alone. It's not going to have the effect as if you do it with z And everybody knows that. Everybody's been talking about that. But people are being disingenuous. They're mad because they say hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. The president the president is lying. They made up some fake story in Arizona where this lady potentially tried to kill her husband and blame it on President Trump. They, they, they want it to be – they want no cure so that they can push vaccines, so they can push you getting uh, – Seasonal vaccines that that don't even really work. I mean, the flu vaccine works at thirty percent, and some in some cases only work at five percent. You pretty much might as well not even be taking it. I haven't taken a vaccine in I don't know uh, six years, and I will never take a flu- I will never take a COVID vaccine. I'm not doing it. Nobody's going to make me do it. So, President Trump is just defying all of the BS that they're putting out there. He never wear a mask. He never wear a mask. I've never seen him wear a mask. At not one time. Now it makes sense for the president not to wear a mask when he's speaking because nobody's gonna listen to the president being muffled by a mask. But he goes to places, went to Michigan, all over the country, not wearing a mask. Now, have you even thought about this? The president haven't worn a mask. Now, one time, he flies all over the country. He's in he's he's in he's been uh, exposed to people who have COVID nineteen, even in the White House. He haven't gotten sick, he haven't tested positive for COVID nineteen. Can, can can we just be honest with ourselves and say, well, maybe hydroxychloroquine treatment with ZPAC is a cure? It's preventing people from getting sick. People are recovering at 100%. It's a preventative measure. Can we admit to that? Or are we going to sit around and just lie all day and make up stuff because we want it to be worse than what it is? They've been embarrassed, ladies and gentlemen. They said millions of people are going to die. It didn't happen. Hundreds of thousands, it didn't happen. Now we're in Maricopa County, and I, I can't even give you the percentage of people who have died based on a population count. You, you, you literally have a very minor chance of you dying from COVID-19. And some of y'all already had it, and you know you had it. You know you've been, if you, if you had taken uh, the test to see if you have the antibodies, you will know that you had it since December. I believe my wife had it, a bunch of y'all have had it. Trump is just smashing y'all over the head. Use your facts. Quit following the media. They lie to you. It's propaganda. Some of it could be true, but verify it. Now let's talk about Joe Biden. Enough about President Trump. I've been waiting to do commentary on this Joe Biden thing ever since I heard it. It is it is it is blowing my mind at the hypocrisy of leftist liberals and the liberal media. If President Trump said what Joe Biden said the other day. They would be, they want to they hang him. But I want you to hear what Joe Biden said in the interview with Charlemagne the God. And first of all, Charlemagne the God is a racist hack, in my personal opinion. And they only bring Democrats on their show. The Breakfast Club is pretty famous, it's like a, a black radio show. They only bring Democrats on there, they never bring a Republican on there. And I can't believe Charlemagne the God, who is a black man, let Joe Biden get away with this. Wrote that clip.
0: Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see you. Take a look at my record.
1: You ain't black. Think about this for a minute. He didn't say you aren't black or you are not black. You ain't black. You ain't black. He want to use slang. He want to try to be down with the, with the crew brother. You know how offensive that is for you to tell me as a black man that because I don't support you uh, for, for many reasons that I ain't black. You are telling me you, you are predicting my identity based on how I vote. That, that is the most disgusting thing I've heard from any politician. If president Trump said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I would be ripping his rear end on this radio show all over the internet. That is the most racist thing I've heard from a politician. One of them, one of the most racist I've heard. I've heard more stuff, but that's one of the most racist comments. That is shameful that Joe Biden has said that. And I think he just lost the election for himself. You can't, you can't disparage a people and try to say you ain't black. If you don't vote Democrat, that it me, my friend Candace Owens and others, we consistently talk about the slave mentality the, the, the leftist white liberals want us to be on a slave plantation. They want us to say we only can vote Democrat or else. Well, the Democrats haven't done much to prove that they are proficient for the black community. All you got to do is look at some of the worst communities in the country. Worst black communities in the country. Go to Baltimore, run by Democrats. Chicago, run by Democrats. California, you're gonna go to Watts, any, run by Democrats. The most uneducated places for black people, run by Democrats. The most violent places for black people, the murder capital, run by Democrats. T- explain to me how in the 60s, black people were doing better in some cases than they're doing now. Single parent homes in the black community in the 60s were, I don't know, 20, 20 some odd percent. Now it's 76 percent. Single parent homes in the black community. Black people were doing well and now they've disintegrated. Now people are crying racism more now than ever. And this whole entire time, black people have been voting for Democrats at 90 percent plus. In some counties, they are 100 percent voting for Democrats. And let me tell you what the slave master said. On Charlemagne, the guy's show is if you don't vote for me, you don't. If you if you want to try to leave this plantation, you ain't black. You know what that does to, to to black folks? That is pitting us against one another. This is race baiting. I get called Uncle Tom, sellout, coon, n word all the time by black people. I ain't never had a white person call me the n word on my social media. I haven't seen it. Not one time. I've only gotten threatened by African-American people, and I like to call them Americans of African descent because now not one of us been to Africa, threatened, belittled, betrayed. I can't come to the dinners no more. I don't want nothing to do with B. Tatum. He ain't a human no more. You hate your people. Because I decided to say, you know what, I'm going to think for myself because Barack Obama, I voted for him and the man didn't do nothing that I thought was invaluable to the black community. But President Trump did. President Trump has done so much for the black community, it's blowing my mind. He's supposed to be the most racist president around. Joe Biden authored the 94 crime bill that put a whole bunch of black people in prison. And Donald Trump has now signed into law, which was was somewhat bipartisan in Congress, the First Step Act that is now reversing the stuff that Joe Biden and Bill Clinton did. Joe Biden does not care about black people. In my personal opinion, he only cared about the black vote. It's about brainwashing you, putting you in a position that you think you only have one decision. And if you're black and you're listening to this, I want you to open up your mind. You don't have to like President Trump, but you need to vote for people that's doing what's right for your community. Urban revitalization, First Step Act, more money to HBCUs than Barack Obama ever thought of. He actually wrote it into the law so that it's it's concurrent and it's never going to go away. So the HBCUs are not begging the president and begging the the, the government to get him money every year. I can go on and on. Make the decision that's best for your community. Stop the race-baiting BS. Listen to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. Hold the phone. Catch you after the break.
0: Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR
1: News app. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Make sure you follow me on social media platforms at The Officer Tatum, The Officer Tatum. You can also hit me up on my website, TheOfficerTatum.com. You can go to connect if you have questions, if you have comments. Hit me in the, in the, uh, the messaging box and I'll, at least read it. I can't guarantee I'll, I'll I'll return, but I will read every single email that's sent to me. I guarantee you money back. So if you write me, I have read it. Trust me. So, let's get into this idiot. I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to call him an idiot. And the only reason I call him an idiot, and I do think this kid needs some mental help because you got to be crazy to go and try to shoot up people for no reason, or maybe for your reason that makes no sense. And I'm not going to say his name because he, he don't deserve any publicity. But this 20-year-old Idiot um, who's been identified. Obviously, the Glendale Police Department identified him as a suspect in the shooting that took place at Westgate Entertainment District. Now, I've been there a few times, went to eat sushi there. I took my son there uh, during the little Christmas celebration. It was whack. So we went to Scottsdale, but uh, I took him there. They got a lot of good restaurants there. If you go and people are out and everybody having a good time, it just got too wild for me, man. People getting drunk, and you know, it just it just it has gone bad. I think that I think the Westgate place probably was good at some point in time, but now it's all whack. I mean, not all the time, but when we went, it was whack. But this individual decided that he was gonna go and injure people, not kill them, but injure them at this Westgate place. I think he said in his in, a, in an interview with the detectives that he wanted to do he wanted to shoot about ten people, and it was believed that he had an AR-15. He clearly wasn't trying to kill anybody because he could probably kill a whole bunch of people with an AR-15, but he didn't. So thank God he was a coward, and thank God he didn't have the the wherewithal to fix the jam in his gun. So obviously he wasn't tactical, and he better thank God that I wasn't there. Because I carry my gun everywhere I go. And if I would have saw him at Westgate shooting people for no reason, he would have took probably a few to the head. And this is what I want to say about this situation is that it's sad. It's unfortunate, but be prepared, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, If you have the ability, you already have the constitutional right to do so, especially in the state of Arizona. You don't even need a CCW arm yourself to protect your family. Because when these little idiots run around in their own emotions and feelings, and they want to shoot you and your family. You want to be prepared to protect them. I never want to get caught putting my hands up, begging a, another man not to shoot me and kill me for no reason. I'm going to, I'm going to respond. Now, obviously I'm a former police officer. So I have tactical experience, all this other stuff. I, I don't know if I can ever go without a gun. I could be 99 years old at a nursing home and I probably have my gun with me. So I think people should look into this. It's not going to get any better. People don't get any smarter. They don't get any more uh, compassionate. They get more and more heartless. This is not going to be the last time that things like this is going to happen. You want to make sure that you're prepared. Keep an eye out. Pay attention to your surroundings. Watch these little idiots coming into the, you know, events looking, looking suspicious. Don't be afraid to think somebody's suspicious if they're showing signs and symptoms of being suspicious. Now, one of his ailments is considered uh, a, a term that's called an incel. So for those of you who don't know what incel is, I remember when I first heard incel, I thought somebody was joking. But it's not a joke. This is a real thing. Like, people are actually considering themselves incel. Uh, Incel is pretty much a combination of the words involuntary celibates. You put those two words together, you have incel. And it's pretty much our members of an online subculture who define themselves to be unable to have a romantic or sexual partner, despite desiring one, It's let me let me explain it for you. We don't need to go to definition. I met a person who said he was an incel. I think that these are what we call beta males. People who are they didn't have a strong father in their life. They don't have strong male figures in their life. I don't know They're quasi between being feminine in a a man. I I don't know what it is. Because the gentleman that I met that said he was an incel, I was actually on a panel with him. And I, t- I talked to him extensively. He said, I want a girl. I want women. But I just can't. They just don't like people like me. They just want money. You no, know, you're soft. Because you can go to a bar, and I'm pretty sure if you're sitting there long enough, you can find somebody that'll d- they give you your number. Trust me. You ain't even got to be good looking. I've seen some people that are struggling in that department. They weren't blessed to be good looking. They look crazy. And they're sitting there long enough at a bar with a couple of drinks. They getting somebody number. all you got to do is have a little have a little confidence, but that's on you. that ain't got nothing to do with the person that's giving you their number. These little online softies are running around insecure, and they want to take it out on everybody else and this is what this young man presum- presumably did. He live streamed it on the on the, on a the Twitter I mean not the Twitter, but the Snapchat. Live stream him shooting people on a Snapchat. And apparently he sent it to some girl he was interested in. So you, 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 you're gonna go through the process of shooting people to impress a woman, but you can't just go up to her and get a number. Listen, man, there's dating websites. There's a thing called Tinder. People use Tinder and they swipe left, swipe, right. You ain't even got to talk to nobody. You can just swipe left, swipe, right. And if somebody swipe the same direction, I don't know which one is which, but they swipe the same direction as you, then y'all can connect. And I bet, I bet there's some people on there that'll probably give you what you want. If, you, if, you, if you're in sale and you want a romantic relationship, there's somebody out there. I'm not condoning people to do it. I think you need to wait till you get married or you end up in, in a lot of trouble. But you can get it if you want it. But don't be killing people and trying to shoot people to impress a person. Grow you some, you know what, get some male figures in your life. And I'm going to say this, but I, I probably only got a minute left. This is why we need strong men in our society. This is why we need men to stand up. This is why some of the leftist propaganda that is pushed to soften men up and uh, toxic masculinity. You're creating these little incel people who are so insecure and they can't be men. God made Adam and Eve, male and female. I'm not saying male is better than female, but the reason why men are built like this is because we're supposed to take a stance. We're supposed to be leaders. We're supposed to lead the family. We're supposed to lead physically and mentally. And I say mentally mean being a leader, lead guiding your family, being strong, taking the brunt of whatever comes with it. That's what men's supposed to do. And if you don't want to be that kind of type of man, then do you. But the way I'm built, the way the way the structure is set is that men are supposed to be men. You're supposed to be stand-up. You're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to lead your family. And if you're a Christian man, then you're supposed to be hearing from God, and that matriculates down through your family. And the burden of your family is based on the man. When the stuff goes south, it's the man's fault. When the things go good, then the man can then claim his credit if he wants to. But that's, that's pretty much how I feel. You can take it or leave it. You listen to The Brandon Tatum Show. We're going to finish with Amar Arbery and Breonna Taylor in the next segment. Hold the phone.
0: Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
1: Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Make sure you tune in. This is the last segment, so you missed all three segments. But I love you anyway. Make sure you tune in uh, next week. But we're going to get into it right now about Brianna Taylor and uh, Ahmaud Arbery. So these are two major cases. This is the separating the wheat from the tear, I think, in biblical terms, where you can see who's predominantly focused on racism and race and who's focused on the facts. I think this will come out very uh, clearly. Let's talk first about Breonna Taylor, the woman that was reportedly an EMT, which she wasn't. She had gotten, she uh, resigned in lieu of termination from the city. She was banned and was and couldn't even apply for a city position ever again. So she wasn't an MT. They just used that as a affront to make this a racial battle. She was listed on a search warrant. Her car was listed on a search warrant. And she was knee deep in criminal activity involving Mr. Glover, who was the main person associated. She was involved with him. They were in a they were previously in a relationship, uh, making phone calls. I mean, it, they are. Related. This was a SWAT hit. And a lot of people are are out saying that. Oh, no, it was a hit. They hit the wrong house. That's not true. They did simultaneous warrants. And I and I knew this from the very beginning because I was on a SWAT team and we did tons of warrants like this. It was a simultaneous warrant. Brianna was was a part of it. Glover was another part of it. He was a, a big time drug dealer known in the area by law enforcement and everybody else. They've been following for months. They had seen Glover come out of Brianna Taylor's apartment with packages in his hand, taking them to a trap house, which is a pretty much a drug house. They've seen Brianna Taylor at his house on multiple occasions. Her vehicle was in his house. She's running drugs and doing all kinds of stuff with Mr. Glover knee deep in criminal activity. And on this day, the police officers had what we consider a no knock exception. Now, I want to explain this real quick. I may not even get into my r this week. I may may just stick here. Let me explain this real quick. A no-knock exception does not mean that you have to no-knock a house. A lot of times on a SWAT team, we get warrants for multiple locations, and we get no-knock exceptions in case we have to push it, in case we have to go all the way to the limit, and we don't have time and and, and it's of the essence to breach the door and we don't need to announce. Now, in these two situations – clearly. And based on my training and experience, I'm pretty sure that they were anticipating that Glover would could be at any one of the locations that they hit simultaneously. And whichever location they had information that he was going to be at, that the most dangerous person was going to be at, is where SWAT was going to go, is where hostage negotiations were going to go, and they were going to execute a no-knock warrant. And the place that he probably wasn't at they were going to slow it down and say, we don't need to use the no knock exception. We could just knock on the door. This should be a peaceful uh, warrant execution. But unfortunately, as they're beating on the door and you can look at the door online, the door has dents all in it because they were beating on the door and announcing that they were police officers. And I'm going to tell you, see people are lying on the, they lie on the media and they, they're lying. Their attorneys are lying, obviously because they want to get some money out of this, but they were observed by a neighbor knocking on his door, the neighbor got into a conflict with some of the officers there yelling at them about knocking on this young lady's door. So they're not sitting there in, in the stealthy darkness. It's people that are seeing them doing the, the knocking and announcing on his door. There is other people that have heard them knocking and announcing. Now, here's the thing that the media lied to you about and they won't be com- they won't be consistent with it, is that they say nobody heard any knocking announced from the police department. No, that's not true. Nobody wanted to cooperate with police. This is a high gang, high crime area. And if you cooperate with the police and you snitching, you're going to they know where you live. You're going to end up getting killed. And so that's why people didn't want to cooperate. Oh, I didn't hear nothing. I didn't see nothing. It wasn't that they were making a, a statement to say, no, they never knocked or anything. They were beating on that door to the point where it's dense in the door. And what they don't want to talk about is that even when they rammed the door with the ram, they had to ram it multiple times. So they knocking and announcing, they didn't just breach the door the first time, they had to ram the door multiple times, and eventually the door came flying open. And when they got into the, uh, or at least when they were, were getting ready to enter the front door, a shot rang out, boom. First person in the stack go down, it was a sergeant. He went down, the police returned fire. Unfortunately, in the middle of all this, Breonna Taylor was hit. Now I'll say this, there's two controversies here that the police are going to have to overcome. One is that one of these cops, which I, I don't know what he was thinking, he was shooting from outside the house blindly. So I don't know who he hit, I don't know what he did, but he ain't gonna, it ain't looking good for him. And then also there was a, a misunderstanding on the, on, on the warrant that really had nothing to do with the warrant um, execution, but there was a misunderstanding between the confirmation of postal service and postal packaging. Somebody didn't verify that something was verified and they wrote on there as it was, as if it was verified and and, and it's questionable, which had nothing to do with the execution of the warrant. To be honest, I don't know if they're going to throw it out because of that, the mistake that was made on the warrant, but, all of the other things, the affidavit of service on a warrant was completely solid. Tons of surveillance, informants, everybody it had tremendous amount of information on this call. You cannot get a warrant just because you wake up one day and say, I want to do a search warrant because I think these people are selling drugs. A judge will never grant you a warrant, and they would never grant you a no-knock exception if you just have minimal information. A lot of times these warrants are executed, and I've been there. I've executed them and I also have had to uh pre- present the affidavit of the service to a to a judge to have them approve it. You have to have informants. I'm just gonna give you an example of what we used to do. We used to have we used to have eyewitnesses. The police officers were witnessing what was happening. We also had informants, people who were buying dope, people who were on tape. Buying dope, having conversations with the people in this house, some some of which have been in the house and able to see what's going on in the house. Months worth of information that they can then use on the affidavit of service to prove to a judge that this is worth or this is worthy or legitimate to do a no knock exception to to override somebody's Fourth Amendment rights. There has to be a tremendous amount of information. But let me say this because people feel like it's a controversy about no knock exceptions and things like that. We do research. Things do go bad, right? There's sometimes they hit the wrong house. It's rare. It's probably more likely that you get struck by lightning than if an accident hit your house. But we know the layout of your house before we do a warrant. We know your whole layout. We know the floor plan. We know everything. We know who's in your house and who's not in your house 99.999% of the time. If there's ever a risk that a kid could be involved, we don't hit your house. Now, we know a kid is involved, and we can do it safely, we may still hit your house, but for the most part, nobody wants that liability. Nobody wants the hostage, hostage situation or accidentally throwing a flashbang on a kid. Nobody wants that, and criminals know that. That's why they keep kids at their house sometimes. But we still gonna get you anyway. Now, Amar Arbery, I'll say real quick for the last two minutes I got, I'll dedicate to some quick facts about Amar Arbery. Larry English lied on national TV. I have the recording. Maybe next week I'll play the recording of his nine one one call where he's on nine one one. Telling the dispatcher that people have stolen stuff from his boat on the property and that he had got a video recording of somebody stealing a tool bag on the 911 call. That he has solicited police officers. He has shared his videos and content on Nextdoor app, on Facebook pages, alerting all of the people in the community about what's going on in his house. He lied. The person who was filming the incident with murder. Now, I'm going to say this real quick it is going to be the hardest case in American history to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that any of these people are involved in murder. Any of them. They can't even prove who pulled the trigger even when Travis McMichael and Aubrey was having a fight. Forensic evidence have shown that the pulling of a shotgun, if Travis had his finger on the trigger, never pulled it, all they have to do is pull the trigger 116th to 118th of an inch, and boom, the gun goes off. They cannot prove and it, you can take it how you want it, they cannot prove who actually pulled the trigger. Was it the pulling of the gun that caused the trigger to go off, or did Travis McMichael pull the trigger? That alone creates enough reasonable doubt that it was not intentional murder, and it could have been self-defense, and, and it's going to be hard to prove to a jury that these people came out, they had only the intentions to kill them when they video recorded it, when they called the police, and when they had contacted the police about this situation numerous times. But I'll let you be the judge. Y'all can do your own research. Every Saturday at 6 p.m., you listen to the Brandon Tatum Show. I'll catch y'all next week. Hold the phone.
0: Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.